During my academic tenure at New Jersey City University, I was exposed to the theory and the practical of film analysis and cinematic techniques as a student of film, a cinematographer, and media arts major. The aforesaid description can be categorized as a testimony which qualifies me to tightly frame and control this intellectual conversation when the sun meets culture. At the outset, this intellectual conversation when the sun meets culture is not only a theoretical expression, but a thought which was existing coupled together and an idea that underpins the sighting of physical and concrete existence. The more that I analyzed this construct in this space, I decided to metaphorically, through my lens as an author, licensed cultural practitioner, and media arts specialist, navigate this conversation through several different camera angles because these cinematic techniques allowed for greater detail. Now that I have established context, let's put things in perspective by introducing the Annals of History as a reference tool to underscore the fact that since earliest times, people in all parts of the world have observed the position of the sun and its rising and setting throughout the year. Therefore, this analysis imputes that there's nothing new under the sun, an expression consistent with Ecclesiastes 1.9 captured in the Bible. Many cultures have created solar calendars to govern such things as the planting of crops and the timing of religious festivals. They have also given the sun a major place in their mythologies, often as a deity, and it's for these reasons culture plays a role in lighten appreciation, according to Thomas J. Campanella. In this dispensation, crop growth and yield are strongly affected by sunlight, temperature, and growing season's precipitation. From a farmer's perspective, temperature and water availability are the two most important environmental factors that affect crop production. In addition, solar radiation is also essential for plant growth. Plant leaves absorb sunlight and use it as the energy source for photosynthesis. The ability of a crop to collect sunlight is a function of leaf surface area or leaf area index. From time immemorial, the sun has always been the source of energy and light for life on earth and has been a central object in culture and religion since prehistory. Plausibly, I must confess that in this context, we observe a theory purported by Isaac Newton, action-reaction. Since it forced ritual solar worship has given rise to solar deities in theistic traditions throughout the world and solar symbolism is obnoxious. Further, at the theater, the summer solstice, the sun is at its highest point in the sky. 
Many ancient cultures mark this date as significant, and the concept of sun worship is one nearly as old as mankind itself. In societies that were primarily agricultural and dependent on the sun for life and sustenance, it is no surprise that the sun was regarded as a god. Conversely, while many people today might take the day to grill out, go to the beach, or work on their tans, for our ancestors, the summer solstice was a time for great spiritual import, according to Patty Wigginton. Recorded in the book of Deuteronomy 4.19, unless you lift up your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven should be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has divided to all nations under the whole heaven. Also recorded in the book of 2 Kings 23.11, in the Bible, he did away with the horses which the kings of Judah had given to the sun at the entrance of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Netumilech, the official, which in the precincts, and he burned the chariots of the sun with fire. When the actions identified above are explicated and juxtaposed against the topic when the sun meets culture, evidently, according to Patty Whittington, these references agree perfectly with the recognition in Palmyra of the Lord's Son, Baal, Shemesh, or with the identification of the Assyrian Bel and the Tyrian Baal with the sun. In the scheme of things, apart from its immediate connection to light and warmth, the sun is also important in timekeeping as the main indicator of the day and the year. For example, sundials had been used for timekeeping since ancient Egypt. Ancient dials were notice base and straight hour lines that indicated unequal hours, also called temporary hours, that varied with the seasons. Every day was divided into 12 equal segments, regardless of the time of year. Thus, hours were shorter in winter and longer in summer. Of note, the sun is referenced as a big ball of gas and plasma. Most of the gas, 91%, is hydrogen. It is converted into energy in the sun's core. The energy moves outward through the interior layers into the sun's atmosphere and is released into the solar system as heat and light, according to Tim Sharp. Sunlight is a portion of the electromagnetic radiation given off by the sun, in particular infrared, visible, and ultraviolet light. On Earth, sunlight is scattered and filtered through Earth's atmosphere and is obvious as daylight when the sun is above the horizon. When direct solar radiation is not blocked by clouds, it is experienced as sunshine, a combination of bright light and radiant heat. When blocked by clouds or reflected off other objects, sunlight is diffused. Daylighting is the oldest method of interior lighting. Daylighting is simply designing a space to use as much natural light as possible. 
This decreases energy consumption and costs and requires less heating and cooling from the building. Daylighting has also been proven to have positive effects on patients in hospitals as well as work and school performances. It should be noted that within the presence of cinematography, the lighting techniques used in the early cinema of the late 1890s and the first years of the 20th century were astonishingly primitive in comparison with those used in still photography. Filmmakers of that era did not adopt the range of artificial lighting that was already standard equipment in photographic studios and widely used by photographers to enhance the aesthetic appearance of their work. Instead, filmmakers relied almost entirely on bright daylight. For this reason, when films were not shot on location, they were filmed on rooftop sets or else in studios built with either an open-air design or a glass roof. Impressionists got its start when several painters began using more natural methods of lighting their work and looking at the world with freshness and immediacy. When all the rainbow colors are mixed, what do you get? Most generally, Polychromatic light. The exact color depends on the relative strengths of the rainbow colors you are combining. If you combine them in the same proportions as in sunlight. However, in the context, when the proverbial dust is settled, the sun is essentially all colors mixed together, which appear to our eyes as white. This is easy to see in pictures taken from space. Rainbows are light from the sun, separated into its colors, each color in the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet has a different wavelength. Red is the longest and blue is the shortest. The sun is the star in the center of our solar system. It is a yellow dwarf star. It gives off energy as light that includes light infrared energy ultraviolet light and radio waves. It also gives off a stream of particles which reaches Earth as solar wind. The source of all this energy is nuclear fusion. Nuclear fusion is the reaction in the star which turns hydrogen into helium and makes huge amounts of energy. Sunlight is used in photosynthesis along with carbon dioxide to make oxygen and sugars. The Egyptian peoples honored Ra, the sun god. For people in ancient Egypt, the sun was a source of life. It was power and energy, light and warmth. It was what made the crops grow each season. So, it's no surprise that the cult of Ra had immense power and was widespread. Ra was the ruler of the heavens. As time went by, Ra became connected to the sun's presence all day long. Sunlight is also a major part of the abiotic conditions in an ecosystem. Temperature and light are examples of abiotic factors that are linked together as the amount of sunlight and irrigates impacts the ambient temperature in that region. The temperature of both the ambient air and bodies of water 
in a region impacts how plants, animals, and humans can survive in an ecosystem. Increases and decreases in temperature impact how organisms develop, impacting the metabolic rate of the organism in question. Living organisms have different ranges of temperatures they can live within, and most animals cannot live at the extreme ends of the temperature gauge. Organisms capable of living in extremely cold or extremely hot environments are referred to as extreme of files. As mentioned, the amount of light an area gets often impacts the temperature. Areas near the equator of the Earth are often hotter than areas near the poles, due in part to the increased amount of sunlight these regions get, according to Daniel Nelson. The sun is the primary source of energy on our planet. For instance, global citizens consume energy in dozens of forms, yet virtually all of the energy we use originates in the power of the atom. Nuclear fusion reactions energize stars, including the sun, and the resultant sunlight has profound effects on our planet. Sunlight contains a surprisingly large amount of energy. Above infrared in frequency comes visible light. The sun emits its peak power in the visible region, although integrating the entire emission power spectrum through all wavelengths shows that sun emits slightly more infrared than visible light, according to Nitpora. The sun is by far the largest in the solar system. It contains more than 99.8 of the total mass of solar system. It is often said that the sun is an ordinary star. That's true in the sense that there are many others similar to it, but there are many more smaller stars than larger ones. The sun is in the top 10% by mass. The median size of stars in our galaxy is probably less than half the mass of the sun. The sun is personified in many mythologies. The Greeks call it Helios and the Romans call it Sol. Lighting or illumination is the deliberate use of light to achieve practical or aesthetic effects. Lighting includes the use of both artificial light sources like lamps and light fixtures, as well as natural illumination by capturing daylight. A case in point, artificial light can also be applied to plants. Although there is a natural growth cycle for every plant, the vegetation and flowering stages of growth are directly influenced by light. Artificial lights allow for year-round growth and quick production but the intensity and the nutrients that natural sunlight offers can never truly be duplicated. Without light, we would not have green plant life. Vegetable gardens would not produce and flowers would not bloom. Sunlight gives food and energy to plants through photosynthesis and makes everything flourish. It is an essential part of our life on Earth, according to Abigail Samstad. Daylighting is sometimes used as the main source of the light during daytime in buildings. This can save energy in place of using artificial lighting. 
which represents a major component of energy consumption in buildings. Proper lighting can enhance task performance, improve the appearance of an area, or have positive psychological effects on occupants. Indoor lighting is usually accomplished using light fixtures and is a key part of interior design. Lighting can also be an intrinsic component of landscape projects. Sunlight is a portion of the electromagnetic radiation given off by the sun, in particular infrared, visible and ultraviolet light. Daylight creates a natural effect because of its greater color contrast, whereas soft white, because of its lower color intensity, makes light feel warm, producing a more relaxing light. The color temperature is a characteristic of visible light that has important applications in lighting, photography, videography, publishing, manufacturing, astrophysics, horticulture, and other fields. It is because of my academic tenure at New Jersey City University, I was exposed to the theory and the practical of film analysis and cinematic techniques. As a student of film, a cinematographer and media arts major, which qualifies me to tightly frame and control this intellectual conversation when the sun sees culture is not only a theoretical expression, but a thought which was existing coupled together and an idea that underpins the sighting of physical and concrete existence. To tightly frame and control in ISBN 978-976-965127. This intellectual conversation, When the Sun Meets Culture, there is not a myth, but a concept existing not only in thought, but was contextualized from an idea because of a lived experience, which is a way of life, coupled together with the sighting of physical and concrete existence in every geographical space. I must confess that in the scheme of things, metaphorically, through several different camera angles, undoubtedly, without sunlight, there is no photosynthesis, and without photosynthesis, there is no oxygen. No oxygen, no life, furthermore culture. Therefore, in all probability, if there was no sunlight, we probably wouldn't have existed in the first place. Validates this intellectual conversation, when the sun meets culture.